and then you rub ice on your nipple. Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Talented Podcast, brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I told you to face the goddamn wall, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else with nice gams, stems, wheels, whatever. It's Mark. I like pussycats. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar <laughs> with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. I just have to plow through that you right had, there. You, had to, you gotta move on. <laughs> this week, we watched 2002's May, which was both a Mark pick and... A pick for uh, Women in Horror Month, which is February, as I understand. That is accurate. Yeah. And uh, we will dive all the way into that movie real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So fair warning on that. Uh, and for those of you familiar with our Cracker Jack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to like, rate, and review the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to it. Uh, it may not seem like much, but believe it or not, it actually does help a whole hell of a lot. Hell so a now, lot. we better do the getting drunk part. So on that score... Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jack. What are your beers for these fears? Uh, yeah, I was really struggling this week, and then I realized it was because you can't get just one beer for this movie. It is a hard movie to beer. I'll give you that. Yeah, exactly. So instead, I realized what I needed to do was take a few beers out of my fridge where I liked kind of individual parts of it, and then uh, crack them all open and pour them all into one container, which in my case also has meaning because it's an Oktoberfest mug. <clears throat> and this happens yep. to take place in October. So okay, yep. okay, so a couple things. I'm gathering that you didn't go to the store to get beer. You just tried to piece together from what was in your fridge. Uh, well, I mean, I went to the, I went to <laughs> the store yes. on like Saturday. Okay, okay. Uh, number two, did you actually pour them into the same mug? I'm getting there. I haven't yet. I like to I like to open them on air. But yeah, I'm absolutely going to pour them all yeah, in. Get get us that good foley. Okay. So what do you got? That was a Pabst. Hits his fucking mic. <laughs> okay, so good, good, so good, a good, blue good ribbon. entry That's a into solid the mug. Start, yeah. yeah, good, good foley is me slapping my mic while I open a beer, um, and then I'm gonna go with a stone IPA and a hop hunter IPA. Full okay. disclosure, I actually originally got the hop hunter for this because uh, I had never seen this movie before and I didn't really know what her mechanism of, of going after people was, and I was expecting her to be more of a hunter, but that's not. Oh, it not kind quite of fits, a but not really. Sure. Full disclosure, can you fit any of these beers into the movie? I'm no, I'm fitting them all into a mug, which itself is a representation of the movie. I'm drinking Franken beer this week, okay? Yeah. Wowzers, Bowsers. Okay, you do better. Uh, I can't because I had to work <laughs> a little late today, and so I tasked uh, one Jake. I almost said your last name yeah. with getting us our beers. Not two Jake, just one Jake. Yeah, just one, asked, one single yeah, Jake. He, yeah, he asked one Jake to do this. Um, so. Funny thing that happened off air is Mark mentioned that he stumbled back <laughs> asswardly into what he was going to do for the podcast this week, but he wouldn't tell us what it was, and I immediately knew what that was. You didn't ask, so. <laughs> I did go to the store. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to take the same approach. We're creating a beer suicide here, Jack. Oh, And Billy. our beers are really, so if you can't find the perfect beer, you need to make it, right? Sure. So what we have here are three beers, and I think this kind of encapsulates what, what May's situation was kind of well. So <laughs> first we have Crux Cast Out IPA. She was, you know, kind of an outcast, kind of cast out because of, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that one. So yeah. 
It's a good open, start. Look, I'm going to open that we one. Got, that's we got gonna, a lazy eye porter. <laughs> that's going to go into our in, into our beer suicide. Uh, next, we have a rogue out of line West Coast IPA. She was pretty out of line in the end here. I think she took it way over. I mean, so. kind of from the start, she was pretty. She out was of line. pretty out of line, but at the end, she was way out of line. So there's that second entry, and then for our third entry into the beer suicide, we have a Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA because you know she was out of line, but she got herself a fresh squeeze. Wow. Oh, okay, was, I get it. Wow. I thought it was going to be because she squeezed her eyeball out of her head. I've been spoilers. We said that, though. We did yeah, say we that. We did that say already. spoilers. Um, I've been pouring these into this this cup. These are like, there's a lot of extra head on this when you make a beer suicide as well. Oh, that is the worst pour I've ever seen. It's You're doing a worse job than me. Extremely hard to pour into, you'll find. So we're going to see how this goes. Now, Mark, these are all IPAs, though, so that's a thing. Oh, I was trying to keep it relatively similar. I wasn't going to throw in, like, some stupid stout with cacao nibs and stuff. Give me that. <laughs> Listener, you're going to have to bear with us. We're creating our beer suicides. We are creating beer suicides, which is... Uh, Cheers. Cheers, buddy. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty good. Prost. It's mostly head. Mark? <laughs> Cheers. I like it. I have, just just for the listener, I have a legitimate, like, 40-ounce Oktoberfest mug that I'm doing this out of. So. Eh. Yeah, that is very, uh, a lot less hoppy than I was expecting and a lot more drinkable than I was expecting. What's well, quite nice. In the end, it's kind of a wash. Yeah. 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 It's smooth. It's a little sweet. <laughs> okay. It's got great mouthfeel. Oh, Boy, okay. Now <laughs> all it's in all, I on. think a pretty good beer for Fear Week. You know what? It's one of the more exciting ones. I'll give God you that. God damn if it! We've really else. been in a rut. If nothing else. Yeah. But drinking beer and making beer suicides isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other horror stuff in the world. Um, I'm gonna jump in first to what's been rocking my horror world because I don't nothing. have much. I have one. <laughs> is it a book? No, I watched a movie. Okay, cool. I watched a movie. This is one that we have all seen before. We all watched it together, in oh, fact. Yeah. It's recently available on Netflix, so I thought it merited a revisit. Okay. Um, this is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Dude, okay. I've been wanting to I've been wanting to watch this movie again because we were quite drunk the time we saw it. This and was a po listener, this was a post omnibus watch <laughs> one year. So <laughs> You know, yeah, and that's Woof. the only time I've seen it, and we all enjoyed it. I think that yeah, we I liked it a lot. Impression. This movie is great. I this am movie not surprised. Is fucking great. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, at all. It's probably a lot scarier than in our super drunken state as a group too. Way scarier. Yeah. It's legitimately terrifying. I can totally understand and see that. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! This movie's great. There's now no excuse to not watch it. It's still nobody's fucking talking about it. I don't know why. It's great. It does fly mysteriously under the radar. Yeah, I, I like I, that it's on Netflix. It came out on January 3rd or December no. 29th or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was in December because it was Omnibus. It, it was definitely... Well, I can't remember when we recorded, but I mean, it was it was a weird dead zone is all Yeah, I'm for saying. sure. Yeah, it was the holidays. It's that time when time flows together. No one's going to watch a horror movie then, except for us. And it dropped like to a very limited theatrical and very specific VOD. Uh, okay. But now it's on much more accessible VOD. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So watch this movie. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jake. Hey, hi. What's been rocking your horror world? I watched... Okay, so I have two things. Um, it is busy and stressful as fuck at work right now. <laughs> so sometimes you just want to lean on the things that you really love. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie that we've all watched. We've all watched it together, I believe. The three of us have. Uh, I watched my favorite horror movie this week. I, I popped it on because I needed to. I watched From Dusk Till Dawn. Hell yeah. I needed that therapy, and it delivered. I don't think I've watched that with you. Okay, so we, you, we haven't watched that one together, but you've seen it. Um, yes. 
Yeah, I had I had to do it. That movie's so fun. I, I needed it, yeah. And it, like I said, it always delivers. I know what I'm getting. I like it more every time I watch it, which is the sign of what would be one of your favorite movies, and that's what it is. So, which at this point is many times. <laughs> oh, God, so many times. <laughs> so many times. I definitively have one most memorable time of it, which was probably viewing number, like, five. Uh, that's a topic for a different day. When no, we that is a topic for that. right the nope, fuck now. <laughs> no, that's a spoiler because we should review this movie for the podcast, and I'm going to wow. save it until then. Uh, I watched that movie. Yeah, cool, yeah, great, cool, good, good, great, grand, wonderful. I also watched a Shutter exclusive called Horror Noir, which is a history of black horror, kind of a documentary, just dropped. So, just to clarify, you said horror noir, not horror, horror noir. Yeah, that helped. That that really <laughs> clarified things. Okay, cool. Horror. Uh yeah, this movie is about black history and horror. It's as it is women in horror film month, it's also Black History Month, and I think it was a pretty good time to drop it. I enjoyed this a lot. I got uh popped this one on with the significant other. Really interesting to go back to the origins of black horror and then kind of follow it does the chronological thing where it follows it through all the way to today peels in it talking about you know his experiences they interview a lot of big players in the genre obviously like tony todd's there there are a lot of people in this and i think you said obviously tony obviously he's one of the most iconic black horror villains he also seems imminently gettable (laughs) yeah Yeah, true (laughs) i was going more for the former than the latter this is a really good watch because it's really educational, and I would recommend everyone do. Shutter needs to do more stuff like this. I find myself yeah, that in, sounds really cool. I, I find myself they're doing a lot of this. I find myself enjoying this type of stuff that they do the most of anything they do. If that makes talking, sense, what exactly is this stuff? Stuff that is about the genre, but is not necessarily a movie or a series. Yeah. It's, it's about, the, it's educational Got about it. the genre. This is your core with Mickey Keating. I fucking yeah, love exa- that. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you're a big champion of Keating's show on there. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Is that still going, by the uh, way? It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> they teased that it would have like a second season with one episode and then nothing happened. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Maybe, maybe not. We'll sure. have to call them up. Sure. Uh, this is another entry into that sort of area for Shudder, and I really want to see more of that. So yeah. I would recommend it highly. Go check it out. Do it during February. It is Black History Month. It's a great time to educate yourself better on the history that that is black horror, so go and do it. Absolutely. I like it. Hey, Mark. Yes? What's been rocking your horror world? Okay, I got three. I got like two and a half. Um, First half. off, saw this little movie on Netflix. This was kind of one that I just, it was Saturday night. We wanted to unwind a little bit. Uh, I found this movie called P2 from 2007. I have not heard of this movie. Like letter P, number two? Yeah, like the second parking level of a parking garage. No. (laughs) Wherein a woman is trapped inside of a parking garage with a man who's hunting her. Never heard of this. Uh, Okay, well, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. I remember this coming out when we were in like late high school or early college or whatever. Um, yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's the plot. A woman is trapped in a parking yeah. garage and she's being <laughs> okay. hunted. Um, that's cool plot. <laughs> it's uh this movie is great. Like little time capsule fodder. They have flip phones, uh, razors. 
What was it? Yeah, not quite razors. It was actually mm. the thing. I think it was the, I'm trying to remember what specifically one she had. It was like the one you got for free, I think. Yeah. If you because razors were like 200 bucks. Razors dude. were so expensive. Yeah. And that was expensive for a phone back then. It you was. Like, 200 bucks. Well, fuck you. It's still expensive for a thing that does almost nothing at yeah, this point. Yeah, except now they're like 600. Calls. Hey, yeah, it had like do, a one megapixel even... camera in it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now phones aren't phones. Right. Yeah, they're full-on <laughs> computers, so it makes some Now I just sense. use Google Voice for that part. Yes. <laughs> uh, this movie definitely relies on the you not know, or you do know the premise when you're going in, because otherwise there's just a lady walking around in a parking garage for like 15, 20 minutes without anything happening. You can like allow the suspense to build, but like if you don't know the suspense is supposed to be building, I think you could walk into this one blind and just be like, what? the fuck am i watching so is it not even like scary when it's happening like do you have to know that she's going to be attacked sometime in the future for it to be watchable so i mean obviously look i knew it was a horror movie going in and i kind of remember the general premise and there are some musical cues that are happening in the background so i mean you probably have an expectation but like legitimately if you go in blind you don't really know what's going on it's just she's just walking around the parking garage for like the first 15 20 uh nice so that's wow it's like that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, she can't remember where she parked. Actually, she remembers exactly where she parked, but her car doesn't start. So, womp womp. Um, well, I mean, that's important. That's Come how on. the episode of Seinfeld ends. Spoilers that's a for valid Seinfeld. Point. And then she gets out, and she looks back, and she looks forward, and she gets back in and tries to start again, and everybody in the back seat starts laughing. <laughs> I think I'm getting my wires crossed. Uh, this is not a good movie. Uh, but Dropped. it did fit the it did fit the category exactly like I wanted it to of just Saturday night, turn something on and chillax. Uh, okay, let me let me ask you this then though. Okay, because it sounds like this movie might have benefited from an alone in the dark kind of viewing. Do you think it would be better really? if you viewed it in that particular setting? Really, I would actually think this would be better to watch. I would love to watch this with you guys because there are a lot of things that we'd be screaming at the screen about. Okay, all right. So it is yeah. kind of dumb in that way. It's 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 a it's a pretty dumb movie. Yeah. Um, next up, I got uh, Suspiria from twenty. Madal Suspiria from twenty eighteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus. You watched you way too long to get to the year that that <laughs> came out. I was like, which one? Well, okay. I watched the old one like a couple months ago. Yeah, well, you could have watched it again. That's I watched true. a movie I'd seen before this week. That's a valid point. Me too. Uh, I guess spoilers a little bit. I would prefer to watch the old one. I'm not surprised. So here's the thing that I didn't know going in is that this was two and a half hours long. God, why? Yep. The, well, the weirder part is that the original is 98 minutes. So they added like a full hour to this thing. Hour yeah. 20. It's an hour better. <laughs> um, It's an hour more. <laughs> uh, it's also, I mean, it it's distinctly different in a number of ways. The, the color palette is very different. The story is reminiscent of the original one, but not really the same. Um, it This one seemed harder to follow. I might just be dumber. That's a significant possibility. But I, I did find then the original Suspiria. Dumber was, than when you watched the la- the other one? Dumber than like six months, months ago? ago yeah. yeah. This is oh, how my okay, life is fine. trending I mean, right now. Fine. Oh, as fine. long as that's what you sure. meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but look, I don't want to. I don't want to shit too much on the movie. It is. It is like a really good movie. It has a great cast. Um, almost entirely female cast. Tilda Swinton, Chloe Grace Moretz, Mia Goth's in it. Uh, Dakota Johnson's in it. Um, Tilda Swinton plays like uh, multiple characters, one of whom's a male, right? Tilda Swinton play. Yeah. I don't want. Yeah, exactly. Tilda Swinton plays multiple main characters. Um, yeah, and the vi- and visually, say. which is kind of what you want out of this thing. Um, 
it it delivers visually certainly in almost okay. all aspects it does cool. crawl along at a lot of times and it does have like extended dance sequences cuz if, if you're not aware it's set in a dance academy in germany in like the 1960s or something um yeah so 70s. To, to be clear, my, my wife and I have sat down to watch this a number of times, and every time one or the other of us is like, like almost two and a half hours? No. No, we're just not doing this. We're going to do something else. It's Yeah, it's a mountain that you have to climb. Um, and it does pay off at the top, but I will still say, if you haven't seen the original Suspiria, I think it's the prefer- it's the better one of the two. I that doesn't surprise me at all. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the original Suspiria is almost impossible to find anywhere. <laughs> Which is fucking bullshit, it's man. It's really weird. It doesn't it's make really any weird. sense. I think you have to buy the DVD and have Amazon ship it to you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lastly, and certainly least, I've been picking up this uh, this show on Hulu called Stan Against Evil. I literally yeah, ran out uh, of TV John to watch. John C. McGinley, right? It is John C. McGinley. Okay. It is John C. McGinley. I'm surprised you've heard of this. Yeah, I've, I've caught a couple of the first two episodes, I think, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, the first episode is, like, legitimately one of the worst things I've ever seen committed to film. Yeah, there's a reason I've only seen two episodes of it. <laughs> I, I was hoping it would get better. <laughs> oh, I see. I was like, there's only one, two Like, sometimes, sometimes the pilot is so wildly different from the main show that yeah. I wanted to give the second episode a shot. Yeah. I stopped watching after the second Oh, episode. my God. Okay, so that's almost exactly what I did. <laughs> I, I watched the first episode with the wife because we were trying to find a new half-hour show to watch. It's really bad. Uh, she's out. She doesn't want to watch anymore. So then last I'm, Saturday yeah. when she was working, I threw on the second episode, watched it. It was better, but not great. Yep. Uh, and then I was like, okay, there's two seasons of this. Does it get any better? So I just fast-forwarded <laughs> to season two, like halfway through season yep. two and watched one. It doesn't get any better. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> This show should be good, right? It's a fine concept and good people. I did find it funny that I think they they really diminished John C. McGinley's character because, I mean, there's no way he's anyone likes him out there in the test audience. John C. McGinley is playing, like, an aggressive version of Dr. Cox where he's just always ranting and insulting, (laughs) and instead of doing it in normal human voice, he's doing it in, like, gruff cop voice. Yeah, this really, sounds awesome. It, I know it sounds so good, right? It isn't. He's selling it right now. I, he's though. selling he it realized. well, but it's not good. Yeah, it's it's real bad. So wh- why is there the disconnect between how he's selling it and how it ends up manifesting on screen? The humor it's, really falls flat. It's no fun. It feels so forced when you're watching it. Got it. Yeah, okay. It's it's really not funny at all. And uh, the if I mean it's. It does have a nice little B-movie type charm to it. It's kind of a Monster of the Week type thing. There's 120-something witches that were falsely accused, and they cursed the uh, sheriffs of the town. John C. McGinley's an ex-sheriff, and then he's working with the current sheriff, and they have to fight all these demons that are coming after him and all this other, all this whatnot, you know? It's like Winona Earp, but with John C. McGinley instead of Melanie Scarafino. Exactly. So and, and a bad show instead of a good show. So it's a monster of the week, like tongue in cheek type, stupid humor, gore schlock fest. But they execute none of it in a charming way. Fun. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't play well. Okay, I get it. So uh, if that does sound like, if I did accidentally just sell you on it, that is on Hulu, and there are two seasons available. I believe it's on IFC that channel uh, yep. as well. So. I don't know. Go give it a watch. Skip the pilot, though. I swear to God, if you go out there and skip the pilot, that's the best option. 
It'll work out better for you. It yeah, will absolutely. Yeah, just pretend that one doesn't exist. All right. Yeah. Weird. That's what I got. That's a weird thing. Yeah, well, it is. Well, that's a good place to take us to the feature presentation. With weird things. Stranger things? Over at com this week, we watched 2002's May. Now, Mark, you picked this movie. Yes. You picked it at least a little bit because it's Women in Horror Month? Yep, that is correct. You know this is like, directed and produced by men. Uh, well, I didn't know anything about it when I picked it. I just knew that it was had a strong female lead, so that's what it I was does going have for. that. It does have that. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. And sure. so, what else? Why? Why else did you pick it? Do you have you, what? Like, have you just heard of it? Um, I'd never seen it. It's on quite a few lists out there of movies you should see if you haven't seen, like underrated, under the radar type movies. It's also um, on a shocking number of scariest movies lists. Yeah, uh, that is also true. I think that was that might have been the exact thing I was googling a while back was scariest movies just to see, you know, ones that I hadn't seen before. Okay, and May was on, on there, and yeah, I knew okay. nothing about it. I knew it was like loosely associated with Frankenstein, like a modern Frankenstein was basically the way it had been pitched to me. But that is the extent of my knowledge about this wow. movie going in. Wow, I didn't even know the Frankenstein thing. This is one of that. the only horror movies that my wife had seen and you had and enjoyed, and I had like just no idea what he Wait was even about. Wait a second. So neither of you guys had seen this horror movie. No, this was my first viewing. Wait a second. So none of us had seen this horror movie. <laughs> Holy shit! This was uh, this is a rarity. Around. This yeah, is a rarity. Wow. I hadn't seen this either. I nailed it. Uh, I nailed this, it, you guys. Yeah, you nailed it. We are gonna have the fresh talk for once in a blue hot moon. takes we're gonna have the hot Super takes hot 17 take. years after this movie came out <laughs> jesus what yeah. oh god yeah. i don't appreciate that uh-huh. i don't this movie can almost vote that's less distressing to me for yeah, some reason i don't give a fuck about that <laughs> okay well it can drive yeah, okay why I, Why is this what you're going to why are you <laughs> doing this this is it's crazy. almost able to smoke backy <laughs> okay <laughs> Mark, 30 seconds are on the goddamn plot. <clears throat> this is going to go so poorly. You picked it. You have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis, and those 30 seconds are going to start when you start. May is a sad, lonely girl with a lazy eye who doesn't really have any friends. Uh, she takes to uh, admiring people for individual body parts that they have and eventually crushes on this guy who's like a super dreamboat. She's kind of crazy, so he ends up dumping her, and she goes into a bit of a tailspin she ends up killing like everyone in her life and stealing their body parts to stitch them together into a frankenstein monstery thing that she can love and be friends with uh and then she plucks her own eye out so that it can see her and i think she dies next to it on the bed caresses her that was yeah shockingly good you did a shockingly good job yeah it, it was okay and therefore, I am shocked. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm able to perfectly channel my panic into something that is moderately acceptable. Well, definitely don't waste it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick and choose your battles. Fucking flub here, buddy. <laughs> I look. If I could choose when that skill is useful, then I, well, I don't know. I fucked that up too. It's gone. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> there Great. it is. Now, now we have the rest normal. of the podcast, and yeah. here we are. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's basically what happens in this movie. Yes. Can we yep. just pop a quick scarecrow so I can cry for a minute? Is that cool? Yeah. Go sure. for okay, it, buddy. Cry. All right. All right, Mark. So I do want to ask you, you hadn't seen this before. You knew it was vaguely Frankenstein-esque. How did you know that? 
I believe, well, so like I said, it was on the list of, I can't remember, I'm, I apologize, internet, I, I don't remember the list that this was on that I saw it on, but it was basically the little blurb underneath it when I was uh, okay. on the list. Um, I'll tell you, it is on the like Chicago Film Institute's list of top 100 scariest movies ever. Uh, that doesn't, yeah, I don't think that was it. This was much more of a clickbaity thing. I literally typed in like scariest horror movies and about 75 different articles came up of top 10 horror movies you haven't seen. Of, uh, things, of things you had to click next on to see everyone. Was yeah, one exactly. of them our website? And if not, why not? We don't do too many of those listicles. We don't do any of those listicles. Why don't we do more listicles? That's what I'm asking. We've because we respect ourselves, list. I think. We've already talked about listicles. Yeah. And I don't really do anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack, if you could start cranking out some listicles. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, I. so that dovetails nicely into, Mark, what subgenres of horror does it fit into? Uh, rom-com is that I swear to god don't you're not add rom-com to the subgenre list you're not I feel fucking like, allowed i feel like you're, it might already be on there i think we added it for spring you might have added it for spring i think i don't know if it's rom-com i don't think you I think added it's just rom-com romance. yeah romance potentially romance horror yeah I mean, this movie's also, or this episode's also coming out around Valentine's Day. Gonna yeah, be there you go. pretty near Valentine's Day. Just As after. a matter of fact, we do have romance slash bromance. This qualifies fine. Oh my god! There you go, romance horror. What bromance horror movie have we reviewed? Why did you put that Tucker on? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay, that's that was probably it. That was a really astute point. Man, you guys are on point today. Well, Jesus Christ. You know. Well, the, if any, if the history is any indication, it, he'll fall off a cliff here in about fifteen seconds and just be <laughs> unable to talk for the rest of. Plus, I don't know, there's the whole minutes. carbon monoxide thing that's gonna eventually catch up to me. So yeah, it's also really hot in here tonight. I'm feeling okay, man. Oh, I think it's you. God, it's so hot. I think it's you. Jesus. Yeah. Other subgenres? Anybody? Just you. Anybody? Cult. C U L T. Cult. This is a cult movie for sure. Cult classic. Well, yeah. okay, so we've it's had this a conversation movie about too many times. Oh, yeah, cult classic. <laughs> this is a cult horror movie, but not about cults. Yes. But yeah, the other kind I, of cult. I think when we use cults on here, it's specifically related to, like, small, fanatical religious group. Dude, we have to have, like, five sub-subgenres uh, of cult. What you should have said was indie, because this is an indie movie. Yeah, and it's a cult classic. Yeah. If cult classic is not on there, and it fucking should be, then put it on there. I'm sure it is. We have six different ones, including cult C-O-L-T. It's a sub-subgenre. <laughs> There's only like two cult movies, C-O-L-T. <laughs> We're about to watch one of them, too. God. <laughs> yeah, keep that joke in mind for next week. Woo! Um, I don't really know what else. This is a little bit psychological. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like that one. It's kind of a cop out. Everything's psychological. Sure. A tiny bit of the adult fears thing, too. I don't love it. Dude, none of these are adult fears. Tiny bit. Mm. I'm afraid of lazy lunatic. Lo- loneliness. 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 Sure. I mean, that's really what this boils down to is this is loneliness. If you're that. So uh, fine. You've talked me into it without saying a single fucking word. Yay. Loneliness. That's, adult fear. Fine. That's when I'm at my best. She doesn't behave like an adult, which is. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with central that. Central to the plot. I'm not saying adult fears for her. Adult fears for everyone around her. Oh, I thought it was more for her. Okay, for her too. She's having adult fears. Yeah, she can't handle it. You need to just stop yeah. You've, talking. T- you've talked him back out of it. Now yeah. it's off the table. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. No, it's very on the table. He's just I'm not allowing him to interject with anything. Is there any argument that this is splatter in any way? I don't think so. I they like, cut away gets, from they cut away from well, the it too gets much. violent. It's so I, not that splatter's not silly because it is, but this the, it's not. 
I don't know. I don't think it quite get. I don't think quite gets there. I agree even the you. scissor head thing. It doesn't quite it, get there. It cuts away from the gore too much. It's not a splatter film, and that's probably a budget. It's thing. Definitely not a splatter but, film. Yeah, I that's also just, just the crescendo. Wanted to float the idea. It's fine. You can. I float think whatever. a similar adjacent subcategory would be slasher, but it's not really a slasher movie either. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she does slash things, so she sure does. Those roots. Well, I think technically she saws most things. Most, but she slashes at other times. Well, she eventually saws. She kills in a lot of ways. Stabs mostly. There's a lot of stabbing. Yeah, some prodding. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yep. Do whatever, man. Whatever gets the job done. There's no others, right? No, that's fine. This list. We've exhausted everything. I'm exhausted. Oh, dolls! Wait, creepy dolls. Dolls. Mark. Dolls has to be a subgenre. Yeah. Uh, doll is is. on here. It's in the top ten, actually. So (laughs) split out. Yeah, you finally stumbled into one. The, the doll barely is... plays a role, but it is creepy. It's a doll movie. Well, the doll plays all... No, no. no. The doll plays the biggest role. Very big doll yeah. movie, yeah. I was forgetting the whole end. It's, it's a... <laughs> yeah. It's it's a big yeah. doll movie, and that it's a movie that's a lot about dolls, and it's also a big doll movie. A movie with a, a big doll. Yeah. <laughs> My mind's blown. That's... We're all on all cylinders right now. It's crazy. <laughs> Ooh, I told it's... you. You were going to fall off a cliff. It's one of us at a time is the we, problem. We are not equipped to handle this level of excellence. No. That's why we shift from person to person. <laughs> I actually, I do think it's better that we're peaking individually so that the other person who isn't stupid can keep carrying the podcast. That's keeping us from together tipping. And then we all get real done at the same time. There's just going to be like two minutes of dead silence where we stare at each other. Well, well, that's going to happen anyway. That ha- that's what's called the omnibus. <laughs> Watch any, listen to any omnibus. Watch it. <laughs> there we go. Fuck. Okay, Mark, what does this movie do right? Uh, the subject matter. While we're talking about subcategory. Okay. The the reason I think this works as well as it does is just because of the picture they paint of May's life, of this, like, profound loneliness simultaneously with complete inability to fit into it despite trying her best. Like, she's constantly putting herself out there. She's doing more to fit in than, like, most people are in the current world. And is it's she? Because she starts by, like, putting her face on a sleeping man's hand. Well, that's her trying to fit. That's exactly what he's saying, though. She's putting herself out there, but she. I, I agree completely with this uh, addition to what the movie does right. That's how she knows how. She's doing what she can, and she's doing a lot of it, but what she can do and her idea of things is extremely and completely warped because of ostensibly her upbringing. So despite the fact that she is profoundly crazy and disturbed, she's still relatable to us. Because, I mean, you know, we've all, it's, you know, everyone thinks they're lonely at times and has this same type of feel of, like, I just can't fit in type of thing, you know? Right. So it's a way of making her, she's both the villain and an extremely relatable protagonist. Yeah. 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 She's a good anti-hero. Sure. Yeah. She's not really an anti-hero, but sure. Yeah, I, kind I, of, a, okay, I was going to say yeah. that. I don't think it's she, an anti-hero She doesn't go on the same journey, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you mean. She's a yes, protagonist yes. that, that you don't, you're not supposed to root for. Tragic hero? No. What is she? She doesn't go on the same journey as all that romantic bullshit, but what are we I don't think her? this movie falls into a trope very well. This movie doesn't like an archetypal arc. Mm, no. So, yeah. 
And so that might be also something that it does well. It just yeah, doesn't follow agreed. the archetypal traps. Well, I mean, then that then get into it. This movie's fucking weird. This and movie it's is weird, weird as all fucking it's, shit. It's tonally weird in a way that contributes significantly to a feeling of discomfort throughout your viewing experience. Uh, I was very, very uncomfortable watching the entirety of this movie, and I think that it made me that way in a variety of ways. <laughs> me too, and my wife was delighting in how uncomfortable I was watching this movie. Yeah, I have a quick question. Were you more uncomfortable during the early romance part of the movie or during the latter slasher part of the movie? Different ways, both, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Eloquent. Great. <laughs> I asked you, I w- which one were you more, and you said both. I was much more yeah. uncomfortable during the early romance parts, at least in the slicing people up. I'm in my element. That part I'm I get. I'm kind of in the same boat with you, man. <laughs> I was like, I can't do these romance movies. The rom- well, I guess that it was kind of cute for a little bit, and then it just got awkward and weird, and it got like super cringy when they broke up. It's also so tonally strange with Anna Ferris's character. Like, it's so baffling that she's like a weird ditz at first and then an aggressive lesbian. And then (laughs) I don't think it took all that long for her to enter aggressive lesbian mode. It took like one scene. But she's she's like she was an aggressive lesbian the whole time. And she was also a ditz. She just seemed like a stoned out employee for the first little bit. First scene. No, until until the first thing goes wrong. Scene and homeboy that looks exactly like a combination of Joey Ramone and Keith Moon. Oh, are you talking about Adam, the the main heartthrob? Yeah, the dreamboat. The Jerry Ramon Keith Moon. His name is Jeremy Sisto. For I want to talk. I want to talk about him for a second. I do too. What the fuck has this guy been in that I have seen and have such a like vivid memory of? Because I looked at his credits and I don't remember the Ramones and the Who. That's not why. (laughs) No, I've like seen this guy's face and his mannerisms before. In my dreams, maybe. He, Dude, I don't know. He's I an don't. exact combination of Joey Ramone and Keith Moon. He's a total I got, I got one more for you, Jack, and this was one that I is now in my head, and I can't not see it. He looks a lot like Charlie Day, but taller. And and then when I realized that, I couldn't help but imagine this movie remade with Charlie <laughs> Kelly. In Charlie it. Day? In <laughs> no, 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 with Charlie Kelly as the heartthrob. Well, he's kind of always playing Charlie Kelly. Well, like he's I mean, sometimes yeah, I playing less cripplingly stupid versions of Charlie Kelly. <laughs> but, but he's kind of I mean, always playing Charlie Kelly. Charlie Kelly walks into that apartment. He's like, yeah, okay, okay, you like dolls. I get it. That's cool. <laughs> That'd be too many different sources of weirdness for this to have stood its ground, I think. I think you needed him being just kind of like this heartthrob. He was a heart. He was dreamy as shit. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Is like I've seen this dude before, but I looked at his credits. I'm like, I haven't seen shit that this guy's been in. I don't get it. Like very specific memories of his eyes, dude. He's got Keith Moon's eyes. This sent me down a rabbit hole of watching Keith Moon interviews, and Keith Moon was charming. I don't believe that I'm thinking of Keith Moon right now. I think you're thinking. I really don't think I'm thinking of Keith Moon. I think I'm thinking of him. God, are you certain that he? You're not thinking of Clueless because he is in Clueless, and that was a big movie. Certain that I'm not thinking of Clueless. He it's was bullshit. It's bullshit because yeah. I've see I see this guy and I'm like I have seen you for so long, but then I see whatever his name was with the 
fucking kid from Independence Day, and I've seen him literally <laughs> once, but I know exactly what I saw him in, and it was fucking Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Roach or Head or something? Yeah, this, this is Jake, In your inability Day? to identify no. this is frightening, given that you watched a commercial for the Olympics Blank. and identified the theme from Angels in the Outfield from a 30-second Olympic commercial. It was that was playing in the background. It was it was like people were talking over, and he was like, oh my god, that's Angels in the Outfield. You gotta know Angels in the Outfield. It's a great movie. Danny Glover, man. What I'm saying is you don't know this guy. You just think I know this guy. He just looks like Joey Ramone. You're proving my point, actually. He's got to have been in something specific that I saw. He's probably in some bullshit commercial that aired like twice, and I saw it. So here's the thing that's really bothering me about this is I went through a very similar experience. I think it's from Clueless that I know him, but here's the other thing that's really stuck in my craw. I remember looking this dude up somehow. I got to his page somehow. Yeah. Like six months ago, and I what? don't know what. No, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the same thing. Why, I remember why are looking you saying at this guy's that? exact were... page. That's weird. It it is. We. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's his eyes. Okay. Well, it's his eyes. Well, this is what the movie does right, by the way. I, it is, he is unforgettable. <laughs> he is. He is a dreamboat. Sure. Look, let's uh, let's not get that straight. Let's, let's not get let's that get twisted. Get let's get that straight. Yeah. Open open note to all Hollywood casting agents. Jeremy Sisto needs to be in more things. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at this. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you been in, man? Wrong turn from 2003? Nah. Open I've note to wrong very turn. specific casting agents out there. He could totally play Charlie Day's older brother in, like, any movie. Breakpoint from 2014? Nah. He could oh! Definitely... He's in Breakpoint from 2014? That's what I know. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, we watched that actually <laughs> relatively recently. He was also the writer and producer <laughs> of that movie. What? Oh my Weird. god, seriously? That's crazy. Apparently. Did you say probably? I said apparently. Oh, I'm okay. literally just reading this shit. I'm not a m- movie genius. <laughs> I almost said I almost said musical. Okay, the the carbon monoxide's back. <laughs> it's kicking in. It is it's kicking, kicking in. in. He was wow. in Rugrats. Well, he he voiced a Rugrats. He voiced Larry. Who is Larry? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Wait, that, time that, out. That Which famous, Rugrat was named Larry? <laughs> Rugrat. He was in you know, 1997. He voiced Larry in the episode Angelica orders out. Slash let it snow. Oh, I have a correction. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen Breakpoint. I thought you were talking about Point, point break. break. That's what I. Figured. Oh my God! Did you <laughs> wait? You confused. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, they are the same words, just in different order. He words, was acting like point I was going to let it go. Point Break is a movie you should have seen. But also, this is we're talking 2003 here. I mean, obviously, Point Break's from before then. Yeah. That's no, why no, I was no, very no, no, no. Point Break seen... was remade like two years ago. I thought it was just. That's also not 2003. That's two years ago. <laughs> no, Breakpoint is, is firmly in the middle of those two things. <laughs> it's 2005 right now. The movie, I think. the movie that he was in called Breakpoint was from 2014. Oh shit! I forget what I said. God, it's fine. Oh wow, we are off the rails, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah there it is. The we hit the wall. Right. We've <laughs> all tipped. Yeah. We've now all tipped. Right. <laughs> Wow, we're this is, on. This is why we never peak at the same time, you guys. <laughs> Fuck. Go. What? While we're on acting, yes, Angela Bettis sells this movie, and it wouldn't work without her doing a good job being a fucking freak. You know what's weird? She's in a music video for a, an upcoming. There's a music festival at Boise called Tree Fort. An artist that is playing this year. She's in a music video that I was watching. That is this artist's. What? Yeah. I, That's I, insane. And I don't believe I've seen her in this many, that many things, this many things, that many things. So what we're saying uh, is there's just a preposterous amount of Bader Meinhof happening with this movie. Yes, perfect. <laughs> That's what it does right. I saw, yeah, I saw her in a music video like two weeks ago, and then we watched this, and I was like, oh, I just saw you. Jesus. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Were you able to name it like immediately? 
Uh, it took a few minutes. Oh, but okay. Then I was like, yeah. Well, there was a moment of like not trusting myself. Like, I mean, honestly, I need that. Uh, and then I got there. <laughs> I was like, no, you are this person. You're the one. And and, uh, and so it was, Mark. So it was. <laughs> that was a- the the acting in this movie is something that it does right. <laughs> Can we get you. back to that? Yeah, Fucking she does hell. a good job, and she plays a complete freak show and plays it pretty well. Um, she's yeah. kind of charming at some points early on when you need her to be in like a vulnerable way. I actually think she's pretty charming and throughout. All for the record, yeah, she she kind of is. She, she is she is, and it is preposterously weird, but it needs to be and it has to be absolutely. And it's one of those things like you hear about like the, the you know like the rule of comedy is either you have like an insane person in a normal world or a Right, normal you person in an insane man. world, yeah, yeah. right? You one or the other. And, and this is kind of that with her being like the craziest person, but it's also it's, kind of not. It's because still kind of a crazy everyone world. Everyone else is really fucking weird too, but they're on such different levels. Yes, that it is a weird position to be in as a viewer. I think like everyone in this movie is weird. Yes. Literally everyone. Yes. So you don't get one of those two things that I was talking about, but then your status quo is weird, and then she is off the fucking charts weird, so it's still kind of the same. You see what I'm saying? I do. Well, look, uh, Dreamboat uh, McGillicuddy. He's who, still weird. Yeah, he's he's weird. He's a lot less weird than Anna Ferris. Yeah. And Anna Ferris is a lot less weird than her. You also got Blank, the random punk guy who's a crazy person. Sort of. And uh, this actually Blank is a fucking psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. But this also holds true all the way down to the frickin' veterinarian that they work for. Yeah, yes, exactly. Everyone's weird, and then she is just, like, steal the show weird. Okay, I think Blank is the weirdest character in this movie. No, he's not. Fuck you. He just wants to be friends and rub ice on his nipples while they're watching TV. (laughs) Yeah. That's not- He's trying to pick her up, man. (laughs) Uh... Unclear. I'm very sure clear. He was just trying Highly to clear. He wants to take up. his shirt off and rub ice on his nipples. I get the taking your shirt off. Look, I, I I turned to Hannah and I said, "Hey, that's a move I've never tried. Maybe I should try that one." You should have tried the rubbing ice on your nipples but part. Holy diver! That's a whole other kind of move. Do you have any ice? I want to rub ice on my nipples. Well, maybe <laughs> there's you should a try it. there's like a fifty percent chance this happens the next time we hang out. You really got to blast those nips. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to I like to keep them cold. It's important. It's important. You got to cut glass, man. <laughs> Plus, yeah. I can't get off if there isn't ice anymore. No. There isn't ice anymore? Yeah. Sure. When did that happen? It's been the, a while now. The world's been out of ice for a while? You just, I don't think you just heard what I said. I Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I appreciate yes, that we extended We're yes-handing you, yeah. And it's yeah, I really like it. I thought you space. might be doing a bit, but no, it turns out you just didn't hear us through the I, I just didn't okay. hear you. Just, it's okay. <laughs> you just soldier through those moments. You don't do what we're doing. You push through. Well, and then you talk maybe. about pushing through, and that's the important part. And then really you rub ice on your nipples. <laughs> Is there anything else this movie does right? Um, minor sound thing that I think worked really well in certain scenes, but the dolls... I called it her voice, but basically the doll's like crackling glass <laughs> sound sure. playing yeah. every time she was having like an emotional break. Okay. That was yeah. the glass cracking. Well, I know, but he, what he's saying is that's good from an audio uh, standpoint because it's like an audio signature for the doll. I agree yes. with that. I like that. But I have a question about it. Is that actually happening or is that like uh, alliterative for not alliterative? Jesus Christ. It's alliteration. <laughs> yeah, it's alliteration. Or is that Metaphor? uh, like Metaphor representative is of her for? psyche? 
Uh, uh, yeah, so so I got a fan theory for you, Jack. Fuck. Not oh, really. Is this, this is just right. reality again? This is, this is pretty directly obvious. The, yeah, the, so the, was the last fan theory. The, cracking, so the crackling glass is, is, I think, pretty directly representative of just how psycho she's going. Yes. And then interestingly, like later, I did notice this. After the glass just shatters in the blind kid's classroom, which we'll talk about when we get to the dozen. When we part, get there. I have a lot to say about that scene. Yeah, that's um, a later segment. There's she she kind of has that moment where she pulls herself together, throws on the costume. I think it's actually after she kills Blank, so whatever. But um, they show the doll as like a, in a panning shot, and the glass is fixed. It's completely repaired. There's no cracks in it, and it's like kind of when she's like presenting herself as a normal human. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, I think it's yeah. I think it's supposed to kind of directly mirror exactly how stable. Well, I mean, not really yeah. stable, but just how well she's able to fit. The fact that it's a visual physical thing has some continuity problems, but I totally agree with you in terms of what that does for the movie and what it represents. This movie has hella continuity problems, well, just yeah. for the record. Okay, well, again, we're in what it does right. We're rounding that <laughs> segment out. I have one more thing. I actually have one and a half more things. One I did want to mention we moved off the acting, but I want to just do one. No, I can wait. That could be a neat pick. It's fine. Jack and Jill. The Is short that the film. art movie thing? It's the, sh- it's the it's movie the he film. made in college. That's a great short film. I <laughs> loved it. I really enjoyed it. I want to watch that without having to watch them watch it. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was so good. That was <laughs> I, so I also good. had it written down, so that's going to go all the way around the horn. We all liked that. Yep. It, I was mean, very it, was, good. it was great because yeah. it was great. Idaho Horror Film Festival. Just show that next year. <laughs> show that as one of your shorts. Let's do it. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. I would actually kind of like to know whether or not that was like shot specifically for this movie or if I'm, that was like a short film that they nah. shot and then they wanted to include it or how that worked. I mean, maybe they knew someone who created one. Maybe they it would have been awesome to like run No, no, because it's, it's, it's the dream boat in it with short hair and no beard. Like it's, that's him. Oh, really? Yes. That's oh. absolutely him. Really? Yeah. I Click did not on his Wikipedia. That. Mark, you were on his Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page is him without Dreamboat hair, and that's him from that I was short not, film. I, was... I don't know if I believe you. I don't think it's the same person. It's absolutely him. Ooh, this is a fan theory. Oh, this Listener. is a fan theory. This is a fan theory. Definitively. <laughs> Guys, the actor in that short film was the same actor who made the short film in the movie. <laughs> that guy? That guy was Bruce Willis the whole time. <laughs> that's exactly what we're honing in on here. Fuck. That's all I have for what does right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing else. You got some middle shit? No. I got some middle shit. I got like <laughs> Jack, the... Jack has none middle shit. Okay. Mark? I got I got the quintessential middle shit, Dude. which is and that uh, this movie is the correct length, but it also takes an hour and change to become a horror movie. I don't know if I agree with that because my comfort level as a human while watching this movie <laughs> would say otherwise. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I think the thing I'm driving toward here is that the pacing is pretty slow for the first two-thirds. Sure. And you might be uncomfortable, and I get that. But also, I mean, well, it, it goes, takes a long time for the payload to like be delivered. Yeah, it goes psychological to release, to full-on ejaculation. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but they also, I mean, it's not just like a psychological build thing. It's like... Well, there's there's a legit like romance movie built into this thing. It, no, this is like, like almost no, no, no. The beginning. It, it's this, a it's a horror movie from the perspective of the stalker at first. Like this is a yeah. horror movie about stalking just from the stalker's perspective at first. Yeah, this That's is true. All, actually, I did get is, a lot of vibes of uh, heartthrob out of this thing. The that Keir Gilchrist joint you, we watched. But you really that movie impacted yeah. you. <laughs> it did. It did. It was the hand job in really the pool. It stuck with him. Wow. Best villain of 2018. 
Did that movie come out in 2018 or were we just watched it in 2018? It was the movie we watched in 2018. Okay. It do was you, the movie we watched you, in 2018. <laughs> do you remember what year it came out, just for posterity's sake? Oh, 2015. I'm not putting you on the spot. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm guessing. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I have a middle thing, sort of. I, I found it... I kind of understand why, but I found it a little hard to take in ter- her communication, the way in which she communicates, her ability to communicate, her approach to communication, Jack. Well it, said. It becomes much more confident and brazen when she flips the switch and is full psycho. Yes. Right? And yeah. I kind of get that, but I still didn't really like it because you know that, like, as any other character in this world, there's a change. So I just I couldn't get behind it. I could she needed to still be herself and then execute. But but the other characters execute. identify that something's different about her. Like, whoa, what what what? Not they they really. act different. I mean, not not totally. I disagree not with that. Totally. They don't like say it, but I think they act differently. Mm-hmm. I think it works mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I mean, with the primary difference just being, oh, you're confident now. Well, yeah. That's the main But I don't think that her. was mentioned enough. Like I don't really I don't recall that I think being it was mentioned. Subtly done. Okay, maybe subtlety is just lost on me. Almost I put certainly. that. I put that well. Yeah, I put that. Well, and I mean, most of the, t- mo- the all the people she sees when she's in that state are like not really expecting her. So you're asking them to layer an additional level of surprise over the already surprise that they. No, have no, I'm not. I'm not asking showing them up to do- in the middle of like not being expected. I'm not asking anything. That's why it's in the middle. I'm not asking them to do dick. What okay. I'm what I'm saying is that I found it kind of strange. He's asking them to do balls. Okay. Mark. Well, I Yes. And <laughs> Gooch. Hey Mark, what does the movie do wrong? Gooch. <laughs> this is gonna be a longer category. Um this then movie's what? weird this movie's weirdly pro smoking. Um <laughs> teach yourself or learn or pra- practice. This, yeah, it does practice. have a dream boat who's really into smoking. And I mean, Anna Ferris is a cool character and she smokes too. Yeah, she's not a cool character. She oh, what? Well, Anna Ferris is a cool. We should have talked about this. And Anna Ferris can get it. Anna Ferris is slaying mad ass all over town, dude. She's a fucking clerk at an <laughs> animal hospital, and she's slaying mad ass all she's over one town. One ass, several asses, several asses. The Gams woman, the other Ambrosia. woman, Ambrosia. Yeah, yeah. Ambrosia had, had mad. Gams. The unidentified Gams woman, who I all think was the same actress think, that played Ambrosia. I think that was Ambrosia. But I think it was still. supposed to be a different character. No, I think that was pre-Ambrosia introduction, but Ambrosia. Okay. So pre-Ambrosia, Ambrosia. Yeah, she's just getting after it with a go-nowhere job. So you're saying if she had a go-somewhere job, she would have also gotten after she'd it. be unstoppable maybe she would have gotten after it less she'd be unstoppable she'd be too focused too focused yeah she's in the perfect spot yeah exactly okay cool that's what it does she's right. living her best I think, life i think you're saying that's what this movie does right actually. yeah i didn't bring this up in what it does wrong what are we talking about i forgot it's, we're, we're talking about okay Fuck. we're talking about smoking. this movie does smoking. wrong smoking. but oh, he did right. smoking he did immediately preface the thing he said with oh i should have brought this up earlier yeah Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, didn't, I didn't listen. You no, said Anna Ferris's character wasn't cool. Which is wrong. I don't Which think, she's, I don't I actually, think she's cool. Anna Ferris. here's the thing. I actually like Anna Ferris's character. I think, like, Anna Ferris does a good job playing it, and the character itself is interesting, but it's just, like, clumsily written in. I, d- I don't feel like it fits is the thing that I don't like about Anna Ferris's role. 
it's it's bizarre and and it's such a tonal shift when like her like on-screen moment happens for the first time that it's just bizarre but like she's the only person who's actually nice to may she's happy to see may she calls may apropos of nothing just to see how she's doing she's so, like because she wants but to that's plow. after she makes it clear that like i'm interested in using she, you for your body yeah she is wants that to. afterward yes Okay, whole, well, I mean, okay, the fine. only thing it shows us before the turn is her, like, kind of making fun of her and being a stoned-out employee, like, making fun of a nerd. In one scene. Yes. Maybe she's two. She's crushing, man. She's got a crush. That's all. Yeah. In any case, she's still the only person, essentially, in this movie who's actually nice to the protagonist that we're kind okay, of... Okay, I am confused about what any of this has to do with what the movie does wrong, so I'm going to pull us back. What the movie does wrong about this is that I feel like every scene Smoke. with Anna Ferris in it is, like, not edited appropriately it's not it doesn't it's it doesn't fit into anything it's just like it's it's like the the middle part of that book the missing piece where the missing piece is trying to eat like the square and it doesn't fit in its mouth you know what i'm saying what are you talking about oh come on you guys can't not know miss Susie and also not know the missing piece mark the things that you remember from your childhood are (laughs) baffling I would have guessed that the missing piece was a David Sedaris book from three years ago. <laughs> how? How? This is this is mind boggling. Is that one of those? Is, like, is that one of those books where like the shapes are the people on front and they have like they're all? It's like, like a tactile book. They're you can, like no, it's like the things with the uh, you know the shapes that have lives. It's like Mister Square, and they all have no. Is it is, feelings or shapes? What are you talking about? <laughs> This is the craziest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Is that one of those books where the shapes have lives? Oh, wait, no, no they're not called? shapes. They're is it feelings. Like, is it like Mr. What feeling? No, it's the feelings. They're about feelings. That's what what are you talking about? they're all about. shapes. This is insanity. This is crazier than Mark's thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> For the record, my analysis was spot on, and everyone will know exactly what I'm talking about. So I think we could just blow right past all of this. We're not making any sense now. Well, Jake is making less than no sense. <laughs> I'm just going to jump to the other thing this movie does wrong. What is with all the cat killing lately? Whoa! That's why is that something one of the movie wrong? does it's a wrong? fucking horror movie. I just feel like we've been on a run of, of feline homicide, and I guess that would be felicide. Yeah, definitely and, not homicide. And okay. definitely not homicide. <laughs> it's when you kill somebody's it happened home. in the home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a fellow homicide. Uh, that's all. I, I just wanted to point that out. We're on a run, and I wanted to get us back on. Track. I am confused as to why that would not be in a nitpick segment, and instead you chose to put it in the wrong segment. It's a horror well, movie. Well, because now it's. I mean, now it's like escalating to the point where this is a pattern that I need to address. That's all. Weird. Cool. Good talk. Great. Great. Great engagement. For a movie that is really character driven towards the start, like with the dreamboat and with May, the whole scene where she shows up at his house on Halloween and he and his girlfriend let her in to just like sit down is the least believable thing. Yep. One, why they're there sitting alone in silence. Two, Jake is showing me something on his phone and nodding at me and grinning like a psychopath. I don't know what's happening. I figured it out. They're the Mr. Men books by Roger Hargreaves. What are you saying? They're like all these things with with shapes that convey emotions. So there's like, here's a list of some of these books. Listen Listen to this. Oh, my God. Okay. Hold on to your butts, listener. 
Jesus. He doesn't even have any list ready. <laughs> Mr. Strong. There's a square. See him? He's a square. Mr. Happy. Mr. Funny. Mr. Tickle. Ugh. Mr. Rush is just a triangle. What shape is Mr. Tickle? Uh, He's kind of, I don't know. Is he squiggly? Oblong. Okay. No. They're all shapes. I think both of you went to special schools for Mr. the kids you read. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? You've never seen these? Absolutely not. What? Mr. Strong should have been a triangle. Mr. Grumpy is just a gigantic. Well, an equilateral triangle is pretty strong. Motherfuck. Okay, anyway, I just wanted to, I wanted to let you know. But oblique triangle is not very exist. strong. Do you okay. mean, okay, oblique is not a type of triangle. It's the best kind of triangle. Are you thinking of scalene? No, I'm thinking of oblique. Okay. The, the obliques are the things on the sides of your core that you have to work in order to Maybe get you do. angles. Oblique angles. Mine are just naturally developed. <sighs> okay. Should we talk about the blind kids? Yeah, let's talk about them. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I think the main thing that I took issue with here, they hear breaking glass, and their first instinct is to smash their hands into the ground. They and crawl around on their hands and they knees. They totally lose their mind. Why do they care about a doll so much? They don't know it's a doll. She brings <laughs> it's a box. She brings a box that is with glass, glass coated and gives it to a bunch of blind kids and says, can you guess what this for is? All, for all they know, it could be a tarantula. These what kids want it so bad. fucking dick she is. They Are you kidding so me? To she actually doesn't even that. like give it to them. She holds it for them. And then is mm. like, this is a doll. Gaze upon this. I had this <laughs> I had this under nitpick. It's it, it's elevated past nitpicks. With the scene of after the glass shatters, the blind kids and her move is immediately, how can I get as much of my body in contact with this glass as possible? As <laughs> including, fast as possible. Also, but including, I, including the fully able teacher who trips and then slams her entire body. I felt body like that fit the, the weirdness of the world. The though. whole scene is insanity. Yes. It is a really weird... I mean... I do think they're exaggerating it on a metaphorical level to show her psychotic break, but also, yeah, weird scene. (laughs) Really weird scene. Yep. Okay, fine. I'm willing to escalate that to bad. I think they just wanted, I'm pretty sure the filmmakers just wanted a scene where they, quote, blinded blind kids by, like, scarring their hands with with glass. A lot of metaphors in this one, Mark. Chock full of them. But they couldn't really get there, so they were just like, ah, screw it. They're just yep. going to go nuts and slam their hands <laughs> into glass. Yep. A lot of metaphors in this one. Yeah, it's rough. Mark, blow the whistle. No, I got okay, one more bad. Go. Oh! I got one more Blood effects, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they're not Crazy great. bad blood effects. Although, I really like the scene of the blood mixing with the milk. I thought that was cool shot. Okay, that, that was particular really cool two-second shot. shot was cool. Yeah. I like really that. Cool but apart but from also, that, I agree with you. it seemed like the, it, was, it was milk and, like, tang. Yeah, it definitely wasn't blood. It was very <laughs> non The blood in this movie was bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty bad. Blood effects, bad. There you go. That's what this movie does wrong. Here we go. <gasps> mm. The eye patch is on her left eye when she's a child. <laughs> then, when she's an adult, it's on her fucking right eye. Well, one of those, they shot through a lens, and the other was not shot through the lens. All of this was shot through a lens. That's how No, but there work. was a double lens the first time. <laughs> they filmed the first her, scene entirely through a mirror. Yes. Her <laughs> well, you can still tell which okay. Uh <laughs> you can move past it. You gotta move past it. <laughs> and and the, I want I want so to be, her childhood her childhood eye patch is correct. If you if your right eye is your bad eye, you no. wear the eye patch <laughs> on your not good eye. I wanna your, be clear about this. Whatever. 
because it's not because they make it a point of her mom saying you're ugly and hide your ugly eye with yeah, this eye because she's trying to do the same thing with yeah well the oh. eye patch and the hair are the same thing that's yes. how i agree if, with you mark if, that's how if it if should be if that's true then i think there actually is an in narrative explanation for this her oh. mom isn't trying to treat the lazy eye but that, she no. is she sees an optometrist and the optometrist is like oh you should wear this over your good eye no, they, they show you the order of things. They show you her getting the eye patch. Then they show her mom saying, cover your ugly eye because her mom's horrible. Then she does. And I think the filmmakers, like, I think this movie just had too many writers and editors and they legitimately got confused between the child scenes and the adult scenes. Because so they- I, I can't comment on what eye patch she wore as an adult, but I did go back specifically to check what eye patch or which eye she wore the eye patch over as a child, because it was something that I was curious about, because uh, I noticed kind of the same thing. And she wears the eye patch over her left eye, because her right eye is the one that is... Yes, it would, be, it would be correct. It would be correct that they flipped it if they didn't have a scene of her mom saying, you need to cover your ugly eye. Okay, well, they did it correct on accident, I guess. No, they, so there's that. Hey, while we're talking about continuity issues... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just... That's one there of were many a here. lot of continuity issues. Yep. Uh, so first off the, one of the first scenes, like within the first two minutes is her blowing out some candles and she like very clearly doesn't blow out one of the candles and then, and then there's gone. a cut and all the candles are blown out. It's like, why not just refilm that scene? Yeah. I, that kid, what, that was your best take was her not blowing out all the candles. It's not yes. like there was fantastic acting you needed to keep in there. <laughs> yeah. It was like two people clapping and smiling kind of. That would have been the best excuse, though, because this movie did have good acting. It did. So, but not in that scene. Yeah, it was kind of a <laughs> well. No, the, the, the look, the acting in that scene was was the ceiling of acting. It was the best two people standing behind a girl blowing out candles I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, Joey Ramone is a real heavy sleeper. Oh yeah, you just have someone. I mean, granted, if you fall asleep in like a cafeteria with your hand in the air, you're probably like pretty tired. Cafeteria. <laughs> Cafe. What kind of school did you go to? Coffee shop. Fucking coffee shop. It's cafe. Yeah, coffee shop, cafeteria, whatever. Oh, cafe. (laughs) That's the middle ground here. Yeah, I got there. Uh, Some of the same letters. I'm surprised you guys allowed me to get off of continuity errors because there's a massive one. Go. Oh, I'm just going sequentially in my notes here. Keep going on continuity. Oh, I'm this. We're jumping directly to the end. I apologize because I'm just lumping all these continuity errors together. Fine, fine. She stabs her eye, her right eye, and then no, she stabs her. Yeah, she stabs her right eye, and then in the next scene, her left eye is the one she pulls out. So it's the exact same shit as the start of the movie, but at the end of the movie. That is what we call full circle. I didn't it notice could be that. any eye. Is that true? She, yes. It could be any yeah. eye, Jack. Yeah, if you still have it rented, go back and watch. She stabs herself in the right eye. Oh, and then, here's a nitpick eye with this fucking movie. You boys told me it's free on voodoo. There's like 75 second ad breaks three times in this thing. Uh, well, ad I mean, breaks in a movie are stupid. In fairness, literally Mark the exact literally thing I said fucking to you. told you this. He literally said I thought it, it has did ads. like what Hulu does with movies, which is watch a long one at the beginning, and then we won't ruin your fucking viewing experience. So the second you didn't see one at the beginning, you should have known what you were. There was for. one at the beginning too. Oh well, it had them. Yeah, <laughs> it's surprising that Voodoo's going out of business. <laughs> Are they really? Do you do you really know that? Is that actually happening? Yeah, I got an email about how a thing I bought on Vudu is getting transferred to a different company, and I won't own it anymore. So cool, something I paid twelve ninety nine for. I just don't own it anymore. That's nice. Digital content's great. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. 
It should at least give you the ability to like upload it to you know whatever pirate bay you want to be in. <laughs> yeah, it definitely isn't already on pirate bay. On whatever <laughs> pirate bay you want to be in. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Uh, the animal they are operating on when Anna Ferris walks in is definitely not a cat or dog. There's like Dude. a dog hanging out, but then it's like it's also a- not the whatever animal's head is sticking out. That's not the skin of that animal that they show below that's, the curtain. That's exactly my point. That that's was what like, I'm saying. Yeah, that was it's very pig like. Yeah. yeah, I mean they could get pig skin from the butcher, right? That's a that's a that's probably what happened there. Almost certainly what happened. Yeah, but but it was a weird mixture. That was the fucking chupacabras. What that was? It was bizarre. Yeah, but I, like yeah, a no, but like yeah. a half bald chupacabra, well, bald in the middle been, section. Okay. Why did Joey Ramone say gotcha when he stabbed her with the fake knife? She didn't react at all. He I, didn't get her. I thought that was going to be some sort of Chekhov's toy knife situation. But also, he said, like, gotcha. Like, that was a fun joke. She didn't react at all. She didn't, wasn't well, I worried think that, for a So second. that scene was intended to, like, kind of showcase how she is not remotely concerned with things like this. It would have been a lot better for him to not say gotcha like he thought she had then. Been hey Jack, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm about to blow your mind with a fan theory here. Oh, oh fuck, Christ! What he fact? Didn't, he didn't. He didn't get her. He got us. He's saying "gotcha" to the audience. Huh? Jesus, Jesus. That's not no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. When she smacks the top of her doll's case and yep. cuts her hand, yep. What did she cut her hand on the top of the doll's case? Also They've glass sh- there, but they, they didn't. Glass has to fall on the top. If glass breaks on the top, it has to fall down into the case, and nothing does. She I, just hits it. Are I you bet. saying you can't I cut your hand absol- by like putting it through horizontal glass? No, absolutely you can. But <laughs> so. you can't have no glass fall down on a horizontal pane into a case. I do not remember this scene vividly enough to you, argue this thoroughly, but I feel like they just might have not shown that part of it falling. They showed hey. you the whole scene. They showed you front Glass case, front doll case, yeah. her smacking the top of it, yeah. screaming and getting blood on her, and no glass falls into it. There isn't a. even a sound of breaking glass. A. There isn't even a crash work dummies situation. Mm-hmm. A. You don't have to break the glass all the way and have it fall. You could just You could crack the glass and have enough to cut your hand on. B. She clearly Are we sure we actually wood? had any like broken glass sound effect? I I kind of just figured there was like like a clasp or metal something up there holding the box together that she hit. But then that the pressure of I her hitting the top was, cracks the actual front front. Plate. I was think I know I know the scene. I was thinking glass. Okay, well it doesn't work. She hits the wood. I, yeah. Yep. It's a very bad splinter. Very bad. <laughs> that very bleeds blad. for days. <laughs> I mean, it, it does because that it's a metaphor. I think there are a lot of metaphors. Keep uh, in the very next scene. Her veterinary office has two full shelves of law books on it. <laughs> they get sued a lot. I know they could just use whatever like schol- scholastic, scholarly-looking books they could find, but those are law textbooks, and it's terrible. And I hate it's like, it. It's like the it's like the movie version of Laura Ipsum. <laughs> just law textbooks they're like scholars or whatever yeah they, you just paste those into the back of every scene you're in yeah. um i'm a little confused about what her plan was when she got to adam's apartment with her girlfriend there who i think is named hoops per imdb hoops what her plan was if hoops wasn't standing directly next to her when he touched her because her her plan was literally just i'm gonna stab your girlfriend 
I don't know if that was her plan. I think like she was gonna do something crazy. <laughs> that, that was the plan. Okay, you're gonna touch me. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm she's gonna stab un- things. She's unhinged. Like I don't know if she needs a plan. Okay, that's fine. That's fair enough. Uh, the scene where she kills Polly is. Speaking of which, the scene where she kills Polly is absolutely preposterous. That is not how you would kill. You can't kill somebody by lightly slicing them with a scalpel above where their arteries are. Very, very lightly. Like, yeah, it's it's clear that they didn't have like usually when uh, like practical effects movies do those scenes, they have a lot of like skin colored putty that they can really dig a scalpel into. Yeah. And it's clear that they didn't do that. Like she just ran the scalpel over Anna Faris's neck. She yep. she gave Anna Ferris something that would double as like a shave in most barber shops. Yes. Yeah. Jake, I've seen you get a worse shave on the back of your neck from a barber shop. Oh I've my seen, god. You, yeah, oh you know my what god. I'm talking about. Yeah. I've seen a barber college. fuck you up worse than that. Yeah, I had to go home with fucking that weird shit they put like <laughs> behind you to That's keep also, the that that was their solution the like terrible paper. she was like oh god let me put seven strips of this on here to contain the bleeding and then send me away i was fucking that really happened how oh, have i yeah. never heard this story yeah, what wait, wait, wait give I'd... me a time stamp on this freshman year of college <laughs> oh, okay okay fair enough <laughs> My God, was it also your barber's freshman year of college? Uh, could have been. Unclear that she was a barber. <laughs> she might have been the janitor. <laughs> she was studying for a role. She's a method actor trying uh, to figure out how to be a be a I got, barber. I got real fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, but Mark, on your point, yes, she doesn't kill Anna Ferris that way. And in the later scene, she didn't stab through two hands and a fucking skull. When she technically, kills the dream technically boat. she stabbed through one hand and then like slapped his hand into his head. But either way, the, the <laughs> blade on the scalpel isn't thick enough, and she did not apply enough force to get through a skull at all, let alone a hand and a skull. It wasn't a scalpel; it was scissors. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Scissors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scissors. You're you're right. It like people seem to think it's very easy to like stab directly through bone. Right, whereas you need like bone. you need a forty-five caliber handgun to go through a grizzly's forehead. The forehead's <laughs> the hardest part of the body. It's on some things, not on humans, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. You need like That's a meat cleaver for that shit. Yeah, look, uh, you're not doing that with a pair of scissors through a hand. Yeah, scissors are fat, man. They're not sharp on the end, and they're fat. Yeah. So. And they're all right-handed, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, we we've done that one before. It's true though. It's not angry. Uh while we're just talking about general medical issues, that is not the proper eye removal technique. I think she just stabs herself directly in one of her eyes. Yeah, she stabs herself directly in the cornea and then yeah, I'm somehow not sure how she's expecting her perfectly. fucking doll to see anything after what she does. Seriously. God. I kind of would have appreciated it had she stuck it in and then pulled it out and it was like her eyeball was still on the thing and then she popped it off and like gave it to him. Yeah. But that's not what they did. <laughs> they they had a perfectly spherical eyeball that she apparently popped out of her skull. Like she used a fucking melon ball. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't understand any of that last. Thing. Doesn't Granted, make any sense. Well, we haven't even talked but... about the last part of the last thing. I don't understand any of it. Any. That's her dying it. thought. Yeah, is that it will come to life and yeah, be her friend. Yeah. So you guys there. immediately understood that she died as a result of this. Oh, dude, she. Well, the fucking doll wasn't actually coming to life is that yeah i mean 
There wasn't I a just, scene with like lightning on a stormy night. We needed to talk about this. This is not a movie where a doll actually comes to life. This is a movie where she dies, and I took it as that is her last thought, is this creation that she was making is comforting her and is her friend. Me so too. I took it I took it kind of I guess if anything I took it as the first one but I kind of took it as neither. I took it as like a hint of magical realism. I didn't think she was dying. Dude, she dead. Cuz she stabbed herself in the eye? You can well, stab she yourself died. in the eye. And yeah, well die. you can, but she died. Then why does but what, the doll what come part to life? of this in, what part of this like hinted to you that she died? The doll the came to life. She, the part where she died and a doll came to life. <laughs> so if a doll comes to life, you assume people die? Uh, in horror, yes. If I see a doll coming to life, I assume I'm dying. <laughs> in horror, yes. You might just have severe pneumonia. <laughs> and I'm dying. <laughs> okay, fine. And therefore, I'm dying. I did not immediately connect that she died. I, I thought that this was just like, sometimes you get that. Sometimes you get that at the end of movies where they just sprinkle in some magical realism and like Frankenstein monster happens, right? But like that but, doesn't make sense given that we've already talked about the her psychosis was the the case breaking. I that's probably true, but what also doesn't make sense is someone dying from stabbing themselves in the eye. Totally, I don't disagree with that. But she did. Okay, I think you could fine. absolutely die from stabbing yourself directly in the eye with scissors and then doing whatever it took to scoop that eye out by that's, yourself and not having slept for days. You could certainly, yeah, you could probably have like a heart attack or something. You could That's die point. in several different ways. Yeah, I don't think there would be sufficient blood loss to die that quickly. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're going to hemorrhagic shock or anything. But I do think you're going to die if you don't. You do are just going to go it. into general shock. Yeah. Uh, okay, so maybe maybe it's not. That's not the moment of her death, but that's the moment of her descent into shock. And then she okay. dies. And then she'll die from an infection gruesomely a couple of days later. Are you happy? Yes. Now, now we're there. Now I'm happy. Great. I'm out of nitpicks. Do you, do you have anything else? It? Do you have any neat picks? Uh, my neat picks were how much mad ass Anna Ferris can slay That's all a over neat town. Yeah. yeah, I keep going back to acting. I only have one more neat pick to discuss, so let's do it really quickly. There are so many small reactions <laughs> cool. in this movie. Okay, there are so many small reactions in this movie that are great. Well, that, that okay. Hold on though. That's why I was so surprised that you didn't like them not actively saying you're acting differently. I thought the actors' reactions conveyed that. Like, not when only, she's more confident. not only towards her, but her. So like, there's the type that you're talking about, which is Adam reacting to her story about the dog. Right? Yeah, great. Like, he's just like, oh, fuck, oh, yeah. like, that was weird. <laughs> and then they carry that joke forward where he's like, she's like, I can tell you about something. And then he, like, puts his mac and cheese down. Yeah, when she, like, he comes over for dinner. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. like, let me tell you about something weird that happened And he just puts his food today. down. Yeah. Um, fuck. And then there's her when she's, uh, oh, fuck, what did she do? She was, uh, yep, this is a good story, Jake. <laughs> Dead air. But this is this is why I'm so surprised that you didn't like that they didn't have other characters say your May acting reacts, differently. May reacts to what's her name by she she was like oh like the great part about people are those little imperfections and the like Polly Polly oh, the, yeah. the reaction her she has is just finger like finger mole huh. yeah <laughs> huh. yeah like it's stuff like that that I think it's lost I mean we we encompassed it in the overall acting but that is a neat pick with the movie is you have the subtle moments where it's not necessarily where it's going to shine through, but ultimately it creates a, a really nice 
But so explain yourself then on wanting them to have characters actually, like, talk about how she was acting more confident. I think think Polly actually reacts to it in a way that Polly is realistically going to react to it of just like, oh, cool. This chick that I'm crushing on is all confident all of a sudden. No, that's what I was thinking. You you brought it up in a different section. Yeah, I don't think she did. I put it up in the middle. I didn't think she did that, though. Hmm. They don't actively say it, right? You wanted them to. I don't think they reacted. Really? Oh, I, I thought I, I didn't saw some capture cool a reaction. I like my head. maybe not Anna Faris as much as the dreamboat. You are yeah. bringing up uh, a nitpick that I did have written down, but just not in my nitpick section that I do want to quickly talk about because I can't tell if this is actually part of the story or not. What the fuck happened to that guy's dog? He leaves, and then his dog loses a leg somehow. Oh, and then we God, find yeah. the missing leg. Yeah, no, I totally for I spaced that out. I never really mind. Liked never that. mind. She's not the weirdest person in this fucking movie. <laughs> that, that guy is. is. But I liked that because that go, that went. I, for me, no, we are you, we are all over the place today. Uh, that for me, went to what you guys were talking about, building a weird world of all lunatics. Well, this like, is what I happens when we see movies for the first time. We're sussing it out. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, that's so weird. It's bizarre, but that guy's also so weird. Well, everything that I said earlier, though, I no longer believe in. (laughs) Great. Right at the end. Fuck. I'm done. It's time to go to ratings. Ratings! We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Matt Foley would rate what you're going to amount to. Now you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to Jack Squat. <laughs> And for 10, think of how Keith Moon would rate how satisfied Pinball makes him. Do you, can you explain in any kind of way what satisfaction you get from it? Yeah, sexual. I've always loved balls. And uh, to see big, shiny, silver balls rounding round the playground like this. I can get a certain amount of satisfaction building up a score that's going to knock everybody else into oblivion. Which, you know, which I do often. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. I am very curious. To the, bear in mind, listener, that this is the first time any of us have watched this movie. With that in mind, I'm super curious to know what you guys are going to give this. I gave it a six. I don't feel like there's a tremendous amount of story here. I like that they set up the just spectacular mental break that like May goes through. But also... There's a lot of dead air here. There's a lot of like I even though I like the build that this movie has, I do still feel like it could be like 20 minutes shorter. There's stuff that they could have cut out and even though I like Anna Ferris and her character, they frankly could have cut out Anna Ferris and her character. <laughs> Aside from the fact that I guess they needed a neck. They needed the neck. They needed the neck. Yeah, and that's true. They, they needed the like confidence boost for May too. They needed the that whole thing. That's true. You need like you need like that third character or something like that. But I just felt like they, the story never worked to have her also there. They just kind of shoehorned it. It was a very forced type thing. I gave it a six. Whatever. It's better than average, but meh. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I gave it a six for the same reasons. Jake, six and a half. I didn't have wholly different reasons. I I think if the, 
if I had to, if you did, <laughs> if I had to fucking tell you why I gave it a half point higher, I think that the part that Mark mentioned about the spectacular mental break is is what I would hone in on. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a really long setup to a good joke, but it's also still a really long setup. Yeah. <laughs> world building and immersion, Mark. What is your world building and immersion score? I gave it exactly average of five and a half. Um. I think that I just got a little bored in the first half of this. We don't watch, I don't watch romance movies because I don't particularly like romance movies. And again, yeah. long setup, good punchline, still long setup. I found myself kind of checking out during some of those scenes. I do kind of like how weird their relationship was, like the scene where they show Jack and Jill and whatnot. I did kind of enjoy that, but also like the the the, the padding material around those scenes was was iffy. The stuff in like the laundromat and whatever. Okay. Yeah, uh, I give it a four. Um, I think it's okay. below average, and the reason it's below average is because of the tonal inconsistencies it has. What like, tonal inconsistencies does it have? So I, it's going from a romance scene to just Aside all of a the sudden massive tonal shifts. Yeah, it, it's going from like a a romance movie. Yeah, that's kind of normal with a little bit of oddities to just here's Anna Faris, who's a bonkers fucking character. Mm-hmm. To, I actually. I'm going to edit this on the fly. It's not really a tonal shift. It's a narrative shift. Yeah. Okay. I, I am willing to accept that. Tonally, I don't think there's much. I, the, it, I think the tone at the beginning is, is inconsistent. from the, And I think they, they're it's trying hopeful. to shift the tone, right? They want you to be on her side until the turn. But I don't think they execute yeah, was... that particularly well enough for me to enjoy it. I also don't think they do a whole lot of world building here. They show you... I don't. I have no idea of what her fucking apartment looks like. I don't know if it's one or five rooms. It's just here's a weird place. Hmm. It's just it's just one big room full of dolls. It's bizarre. Yeah. So I and, gave it a four. And bizarre hits the nail on the head. But it is like, weird. I oh she does have a kitchen because that's where she kills blank. Correct. Bizarre, but the, you don't know that for a while. Bizarre hits the nail on the head. Like I think that the world they build here is very minuscule but very weird and it does what it needs to do to make me uncomfortable so i think this is almost like a judicious lack of <laughs> a judicious lack building. of world building <laughs> but it works i gave this a seven whoa this movie yeah this movie for some reason i could not take my eyes off of it was so fucking weird that it just it it just had me like was it kept, I haven't was had because she kept of... making outfits that blasted her nips. No, actually, okay. Surprisingly, <laughs> they were very prominent. There's a lot of nips in this well, thing. I mean, you know, early two thousands is that the high time? Yes, Mark. Can I posit something to you? You sure may. Uh oh, you sure may. Uh, so Jake, <laughs> super immersed in this movie, also really likes Spring. Is Jake just kind of our go-to romance guy? Do we just need to we do we need him to weigh in on all the romance movies that we watch? I think we do, but I also really really like Spring. So, <laughs> okay, Mark, you like Spring too? Fuck you! I, I not as much as you guys. I did that movie did not like resonate with me the way it did with you. I love that movie. I like Spring a whole lot. Scare bullshit. is our next category. <laughs> You're fucking bullshit. <laughs> hey, Mark, what's your scare factor score? Um, I gave it a uh, six. There's some super cringy, but in a good way, scenes here. There's eye stuff. There's neck stuff. There's lots of stabbing. Of, Stab of, stuff. Of craniums and livers. Um, 
maybe not always the most realistic <laughs> step in the liver. <laughs> in the <laughs> liver. In the liver. <laughs> yeah, she gets a liver shot in. Street defense. Um, I there are few scenes I can think of that are more like whatever word we use to describe where you watch through your fingers than when yeah. she's running the scalpels along Anna Ferris. Oh my that God. I, is so upsetting. The anticipation of what that was going to be did not match the outcome, but God, I could not handle the I anticipation. I thought it was kind of sexy. Okay. Can't <laughs> wait you, to see that's, what... that's your ride as a red-blooded American <laughs> yeah. male, but uh, we all knew what was coming, and the fact that she was just allowing the scalpels to just like tickle her neck the whole time you're just waiting yeah. for it to happen the, oh what, my what god the scoop scoopies scooples what did she call them in the movie oh uh, it was whatever she just scoopels she just phonetically scoopels. uh copied the doctor yeah the uh, doctor the whatever pet psychiatrist he's a doctor he's the veterinarian pet psychiatrist <laughs> is where you got sure pet psychiatrist yeah, is where i mean based got. on his surgery skills he might have been a pet psychiatrist yeah, he was a whisp- also he was a dog surgeries. he was a dog whisperer <laughs> jesus christ yeah exactly jack what did you give it uh i give it a four um really I, okay yeah so, so low to me one the gore wasn't that cringy to me because none of it's that distressing they cut away from the worst parts of it yeah and then None of it feels threatening to me because if a lunatic fucking woman shows up at my house in the middle of the night, I'm going to be on edge and I'm not going to let her fucking stab me. Like I'm Until not that... she stabs you. <laughs> I'm not that worried about it. You don't know. She's going to stab you anyway, man. It's well, number one, I'm she not letting her in. Number one, I'm not he letting her he in. He didn't let her in. His girlfriend let her in. Uh, I don't care. Then that's not my girlfriend anymore. She's not coming in. I'm bra- you go outside. I'm so I mean, okay. maybe both women okay. end up outside, but she's not coming okay. in. Okay, <laughs> Nit- nitpick. I feel like full. We can all be on board with this nitpick that was not mentioned earlier is Adam's ability to break it off. Yeah, really poor showing. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yep. You pro- like kind of a dick move actually. Just like be like, I you are absolutely fucking weird, and I move. hate you. Go away. Also, she's like initially fucking minuscule. So I'm, I'm I'm not that threatened by it. She's not particularly devious. She's not particularly strong. She's not particularly threatening. It's just these characters are fucking morons. So I wasn't that distressed by the gore. I wasn't that scared by any of it conceptually. So not that high. It's still higher than I might otherwise give you it. Give like it a force. I know that's kind of high because I agree with what Mark's saying. It's just not to that level. I wasn't watching huh. it through my hands. Huh. Okay. There's a lot of eye stuff. I, I know. I know. Creepy. I agree with you. Just I, not dude, to that level. Mark, what did you give it? Uh, I gave it a six. And There's a lot of a lot of stuff, man. I gave it a seven. What? This movie this is one of the highest scare factor scores you've ever given. I was profoundly uncomfortable for the vast majority of this movie, and maybe it's because of what we were mentioning earlier, where the world, the characters, whatever you want to call it, it's fucking weird, man. It Every, is weird. Everything in this movie is weird. So you don't assume you'd be as weird in this world? I don't know. I, it's an impossible <laughs> no, way to. That's, that's like, a, that was a nonsense thing. But I that's said. what you, that's I feel like. What, he would assume that he is weird in this world because everyone in this weird is. I think that I would world. have to be, and that's where I guess I differ from Jack, where he's taking the lens of like me in reality. I'm fine with that, and I could handle it, and I suppose that's accurate. But the thing is, and I guess like that's why I had to marry this score with my immersion score. This is a weird world, and in the lens of this world, everything that's happening is really disquieting and i don't like it i think that's <laughs> exactly word. what it comes down to is you were more immersed in the movie and when you buy probably. more into the world you're more yeah probably by and it. i bought yeah. i bought 
I don't want to call it the world because, like I said, the world was kind of uh, it wasn't really a world. It was just yeah, it it was a weird capsule of things, and it existed, and it was it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like watching what happened, but it I don't know it got me. I love that you just used the word organic. You just used disquieted organically, and it fits perfectly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's nice of you. I think that's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Our penultimate takes us into category. our next category yeah. amongst silence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond. Okay. Mark's very disquieting. Effects score. Um, I gave it a six and a half, which I think might be higher than both of you guys go. It has its scenes that are very problematic, like the aforementioned milk and tang scene. Uh, I thought that a, scene was really cool. It's a, it's a good looking shot, but the but effects wise, it's not. Um, they cut away from most things. It's a judicious like the rub movie for certain, but they also like have some pretty solid shots of her like cleaning legs in the shower that look like decent amputated legs. There's some weird continuity things that are pervasive throughout that are like that literally caused me to pause, stand up, walk closer to my TV, rewind, and then hit play again so that I could watch it closer to make sure that I saw what I thought I saw. Like, I'm still not totally certain I know what the original eyeballs for Amy were supposed to be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it's a better-than-average effects movie, but it's mostly just as like thereof. Well, Mark, to, to your point, even the the weird dog's leg the guy found in the bushes looks pretty good from a practical yeah. effects perspective. Doesn't look bad. Yeah. I'm still very confused by that plot line. But totally, yeah. yeah. Look, I gave it a five. Very confused. I, I agree with you. They do some things good. They do a judicious lack thereof pretty well but then they show like some things are so weird like the the surgery scene on a half pig half something else dingo i don't fucking know it didn't even matter it was so weird but it's a chupacabra we already covered this. yes and then the blood effects are often very bad the anna anna uh, ferris effect scene is very bad um but for the most part the kills look pretty good like when she stabs the two scalpels into the woman's head that looks really good also um, that probably like wouldn't kill you that quickly right uh, your, your skull is pretty thick <laughs> yeah your brain's always in there but uh I, I just it's a five they do some stuff good and some stuff okay. bad okay jake i don't have a lot to add i gave it a six uh the only thing that i guess i'll mention that we haven't talked about here we mentioned it earlier sound I think it's used to the movie's benefit in several instances. Oh, yeah. Most prominently, yeah. what we talked about, Mark mentioned it, was the uh, the voice of the doll. I liked how you put that with the glass kind of contributing to her breaks through said doll. So I like that a lot. Six. Yeah. That's going to take us into overall. Mark, what's your overall score? Uh, this is a six and a half. It's a disturbing movie. Fundamentally, this is a disturbing movie. And I think it will resonate with individual people where they'll see it and it will just like stick to you. Um, the only issue I had with it is that it takes a long time to get there. And I actually think that's, I mean, that's both to its benefit from a narrative standpoint of really setting up who may is and just this long delivery for a really great yeah. punchline, but getting, if, getting but you, you on get, her side, right. For yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you identify with her. You're rooting for her for throughout this entire movie, despite the fact that she is a serial killer by the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're able to stick with it and, like, really fully immerse yourself, I could see this thing being a really solid... I mean, I guess I'm not particularly surprised that whatever you said, the Chicago Tribune had it in its 
top 50 scariest movies or whatever you said. <laughs> I, I, I understand. Close where enough th- on both accounts, but neither one was right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I understand where that's coming from. It just didn't quite hit me that way. So it's definitely a good movie, but it's not like in that upper classic echelon. But this sure. is one that I'm definitely going to be like recommending to people because it does fly just profoundly under the radar. Yeah. So definition of cult movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Look, I gave it a six. I, I largely agree with you. For the record, yeah. it's the Chicago Film Institute and it was their top 100 horror movies. But uh, <laughs> I got pretty close. It's the MLA. Ri- <laughs> you got Chicago horror. Chicago style <laughs> guidelines for writing. <laughs> <laughs> chapter seven yeah <laughs> the fact that i hadn't heard anything about this movie like apart from it showing up on a few lists yeah. is crazy but also maybe that's just it's not in my particular bubble of existence like my wife had seen this movie a couple of times mm. and she's not a horror person so i don't see what that bubble of existence is i I don't know. Let's this get is her. A, She's right downstairs. Like, let's might ha- call her up oh, here. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I would be <laughs> fascinated to hear. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. It's not one I'm eager to revisit in any way. Like, I, I'll, I can I'll say that. that. I can understand I that. agree with that yeah. as well. This is one you need to watch every 10 to 15 years. But I'm also really happy I went in totally blind. Totally. Yeah. So. Well, almost totally. As totally as you could. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I am curious, be- before we move on to Jake, could you just give a quick synopsis of what it was like watching this with your wife, who had seen this many times and who really wanted to rewatch it? Yeah, so she she's seen it, I think she said she's seen it twice, maybe three times. Um, she was kind of, like, delighted in how just disturbed I was by how weird the whole fucking world was. Because that's not usually the dynamic when we watch horror movies, right? Usually I'm so in tune with the tropes and, like, I know exactly what's coming. And I'm a lot less distressed than her by all the stuff that's going on. So she, I think, really, really relished that and really liked it. Um, so that was kind of the dynamic. Okay, cool. Yeah. Jake. Uh, I gave it a seven. I, I don't think that's surprising at this point that I was probably going to give it the highest score. This movie disturbed me. I don't know why, but it did. This is a semi-whimsical nightmare. And... I that is a perfect. Could, I could not escape the vice grip of that while watching it. It was so fucking bizarre, and I I don't know. I don't necessarily want to watch it again soon because I just ugh. it made <laughs> me feel a little bit icky. This is one of those movies that almost crosses the line into icky, and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't show you much, yet it still achieves that end goal, and that's kind of remarkable <laughs> also i mean i think you're touching on something interesting there because icky, uh, icky certainly factors in but if you compare this to other movies that like have that icky factor to it the this is tame by comparison to yeah. what oh, like, you would see in yeah. anything else that you would very. throw into that icky well you, mostly yeah another movie that i would describe as icky is creep and these movies, I think, made me feel very similar, except this had that kind of Pee Wee's Playhouse weirdness to the world. Right. Whimsical. Mm. You said it. You, yeah. It was part, it's a whimsical nightmare. Yeah, exactly. But but it, I think that those two are both icky movies that don't necessarily cross the line into being, a, like, overtly disgusting. Right? Pee Wee's Playhouse yeah. gets pretty disgusting. Not, I'm talking about creep in this, but yes, Pee Wee's Playhouse is very disgusting, Jack. <laughs> 
I gave it a seven. Like, this is a movie that I would highly recommend everyone see. I agree with what Mark said. It flies preposterously under the radar. Everyone needs to see it. If you haven't seen it and you're a horror fan, what the fuck? Also, why are you listening right now? Because you got spoilt. Uh, <laughs> go go and watch this movie again if you have seen it and you're like feeling like you disagree. Just do it by yourself. Maybe you'll get something more out of it. My yeah. score is right. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, all of our scores are right because we're all within... <laughs> one point of each other i know right yeah. yeah jack's disagreeing with me it's like dude it was a point yeah look like, spoiler alert this next segment's gonna not, not gonna be a lot of fun we're all giving this a thumbs up on go get drunk and watch this with your buddies do it yeah do it go get it's drunk weird. and watch this with your buddies for the first time i'm not sure if, if this is no, like a, yeah if agreed. you've all seen it before i'm giving it like the joaquin phoenix frozen gift sideways thumb oh yeah, yeah the the two if you the two of you come over i'm never gonna recommend we the three of us sit down and watch this movie uh, yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but if you haven't seen it, why not just you know? I if I I, I might you... vote. I might vote that we rent it and then just watch the scenes with continuity errors, so we can determine which eye she's supposed to wear the eye patch on. <laughs> sure. If I had seen this and you two hadn't, I would be so stoked to show you guys this for the first time. Okay. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. All right. You need people that haven't seen it to do in group setting. That's what we're landing on. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Great. Glad we glad we figured it out. Sleuths. Yeah. Let's get out of here. This has been episode 123 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Come check out everything we have going on. Head over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That is Twitter. And those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, pick up whatever device you're listening to this podcast on. Go to your podcasting app of choice. We don't judge. Give the podcast a like, a rating, or review it. Believe it or not, that helps a whole hell of a ton, guys. So go ahead and do it for us, please. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link's going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going right back to Jack with, I believe this is your last pick of the current crop, is it? I think so. We've done yeah. my other two. So. And it's going to be a movie that, full disclosure, we've already done for the podcast, and it disappeared. Yeah, there's no record of us having done it for the podcast. Hint, hints, wink, wink, potential Patreon people. That type of stuff may or may not have bits and pieces that live out there in the ether that you might have a chance of getting. I don't know if I'm being honest. You might want to find out. <laughs> Go to Patreon. Next week, we're checking out Bone Tomahawk. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. It ta- I know exactly what you mean, but I also just, it tastes like Satan. <laughs>